Hello and welcome to Little Birdie's Sports Show for a Monday First Look. I'm your host, Nikki Sylvester. Joining me today in studio is MG for AFL Round 13 Review and we've also got Top Rope on the line for NRL Round 14 Review and Origin. First Look is proudly brought to you by Little Birdie TV, topsport.com.au, punting form and manscaped for the very best in men's grooming. MG, how are you, mate? Not sure why you're f- throwing the top rope for the uh, the Origin wrapper. I think... Uh, <laughs> You were the reporter live on the scene there, weren't you? Yeah, but did you see the tips he gave? Like, he literally tipped everything. Yeah, lights out. He's been chomping at the bit to get on. He can't believe it's been a bit of a long weekend <laughs> that he's had to wait from Friday to uh, Monday to see you, Nicky. But uh, I'm sure he'll wrap himself up in a few minutes. Um, how was the origin? All good? It was amazing. Um, it was fantastic uh, to get to Sydney, sold out crowd. There was so eighty, just over 80,000, 80,512 or something. And of that would have been 10,000 Queensland supporters. And the fact that those New South Wales supporters didn't get that team over the line, they should be absolutely hung for that. Oh, um, if that was in if that was in Queensland, if that was at Suncorp and they had and that role was reversed, that crowd would have carried Queensland home. Um, but I think I, I did think it was a good win by Queensland. I'm not saying that they didn't play well, but in that last minute, I think had New South Wales have scored, where um, you know in that last thirty seconds, that would have gone to Golden Point, uh, yeah, Golden Point, and I think New South Wales would have won. So I think. That was the momentum going. I was very nervous, but then I was like, yay, Queensland oh won. God. So the NRL gets what they want and it'll be a series decider up at some court. No one was cheering that last try in New no. South Wales. No, all, but. All, all, all the winning bets were in the <laughs> slots. <laughs> we uh, all needed we needed no further points, I know, but, um, you know, the crowd would have gone nuts. But, yeah, look, it was just um, origin doesn't seem to mean the same thing in New South Wales as it does in Queensland. Um but, you know, you step into Suncorp as a, if you're a blue supporter and you're going to know about it, you can go as a Queensland supporter in um, Sydney and they just look at you. Well, we keep telling that to Top Rope. New South Wales aren't exactly sporting anything. So um, <laughs> Top Rope never agrees with us. But anyway, they got 80,000 there. So It was insane. It was insane. Like, literally, it was a great stadium. The um, the TVs that they've got are just in phenomenal. Like you yeah. can literally see it from every um, vantage point. It was great. Unfortunately, yeah. it's a waste because they never really fill it out other than maybe Origins. So um, not too many events that they do. Because they're too busy with uh, crappy GWS games, they're ruining the ground and stopping it becoming a rectangle. <laughs> oh, here he is. He's chimed in with his favourite <laughs> AFL team. GW, GWS getting the win yesterday. You're up and about for the AFL as well, Top Rope. It's good to see. Oh, I did, but let's 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 not get off track. Let's go back to Origin. Uh, it was, um, yeah, it was a hell of a game. It was a, like, but like you say, like Origin is at its best when when Queensland. Uh, yeah, Origin's all about Queensland. Like as much as New South Wales is just a bad guy for, for for Queensland to beat up on, and whether they win or lose, as long as Queensland are in the contest, it makes it a hell of a lot more exciting. And that certainly says a lot more than kind of you know the last year 56, 50 to six in the opener. Yeah, it, it was a real kind of flat spot after that. But uh, this year, I thought it was not only a, a, a great win by Queensland; it was a real kind of future building as well. Billy Slater as coach, uh, I thought it was tremendous. They uncovered a couple of just red hot points, like traditional Queensland players, Ruben Cotter and Patrick Carrigan. Unbuilt, like they just played like the great Queensland legends of, of, of yesteryear of just kind of coming out shooting from the gut and, and absolutely fighting. And, and that's still in Cobo is some kind of talent. That, that was an unbelievable touch that he got there. And having watched my first half of first quarter of AFL for the season last uh, Thursday night when there was no NRL on, I'm quite happy to say that Selwyn Cobbo is the best kick in Australia, or at least better than any kick in Australian football based on 
It was amazing. Um, when I was listening to the post-match um, interviews with Slater and um, Daily Cherry Evans, if you just hear the way that he was talking about the players, like he didn't single anyone out. He just really said it was a team effort. And you can tell that that was, that was like not only like what Craig Bellamy would have instilled into the, into Slater and all of the support team, but also those Queensland mentors that they would have had when they were playing. That's just, that's just come full circle now. And he's yeah. now passing that on to those other players. And the way he spoke about them, and even Cherry Evans like refused to single anyone out, refused to single any of the four de- debutants that they had and just said, yeah, they all had an amazing game. But it was just moments put together that won that match mm-hmm. for them. And then you ha- listen to Fittler and to Desco and you're like, wow. There was, you would have been, there would be very little hope if you were a Blues supporter mm-hmm. coming out of that, um, right. you know. And, and they could have just taken away from that, that literally in the last two minutes, had they have gone over and gone to Golden Point, they probably would have won. Like, that's what I would have led with, not oh, my God, you know, we've just got to sit back and, you know, play harder the next game. Mm. It was just – it was uninspiring. And if you had to listen to that as a Blues player, I mean, I don't know where they go from there, but if, – If you look at Freddie's body language from, from the moment the team was announced, I, I kind of think it was you – know, I think you're spot on there. It, like, it's been an uninspiring time the whole way through. He, he seemed to find it hard to justify some of the selections, including, you know, why are you playing Daniel Tupo over Josh Adekar, no Jake Travojevic, you're playing Tariq Sims. And then I thought an hour before kickoff when they named the final sides, I thought he has absolutely jumped the shark here. Like that, those, yeah, those subs, the, particularly leaving Cameron Murray on the bench was utterly insane. His body language throughout the game was was was, was not there. I, I yeah, I, I think that I thought the signs were well and truly there. Like going to the game, that Queensland were in a lot, uh, were in a really good spot. I thought Billy was, yeah, like you said, talking the talk, and that kind of continued on after the game. Prior to the game, though, like it was it was bad signs from South Wales. Murray, when he came on, he changed the, the momentum for that game. Like how he sat on the bench for as long as he did is absolutely mind boggling. Like Murray, Whiten, and Crichton, like they they played their heart out for New South Wales. Like they really did, and I, I just don't understand. Like um, I also think Tedesco should not be the captain, but that's for another time. Um, you, and 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 I'm a Chook supporter, so like that's massive to say. But he is the wrong captain for Origin, you know. Like, um, they need like someone like a Cordner or a Gallon, and I didn't even like Gallon. But even then, you need someone who's going to lead the team. They have no one. Um, and I don't know where they go for game two, but hopefully it includes an Addo car, um, for some speed, you know. Yeah, and just some just some football awareness. That's that was the kind of issue for me. They've just gone a fall into the trap that New South Wales has fallen into for so many years, and they kind of avoided under the first few years of Freddie. He just picked the team he thought was the best team. So they go, oh, we need big-bodied wingers. We need this kind of forward. Just like you just need to pick your best players. Like, that's what they did with Ruben Cotter. That's what they did with Patrick Garrigan. And New South Wales just didn't. And, and, yeah, they said after the game that they're not going to make wholesale changes. Well, they're wrong. Like, they need to make wholesale changes. Like, I thought White was outstanding. I think Latrell comes back. I think, yeah, there's been no talk about dropping Jerome Lua. I thought Lua was appalling the other night. I've got no idea he has a mortgage on the spot. They had him measured every single they shut him down. Like, they literally shut him down. And that was amazing to see from Queensland. Like, because, you know, everyone would have gone, oh, Luai, Luai, Luai. But no, they shut him down. Like, they just had an answer for everything. And literally, and also, I, I don't think Cleary was on his game either. I think he was about at 90%, which is a shame because he's an amazing player. But he just, even he, he wasn't on song anyway. So, anyway, look, it's setting it up for game two. It's, uh, yeah, I, I agree with Cleary. I thought the Ford's got completely smashed off the park. And I thought that, you know, Billy kind of put in a pretty good tactical game plan offensively, kind of running that uh, umbrella defence kind of up and enforcing Cleary back inside the whole time. So 
he likes to play a bit of space at the back. Didn't have it last week. So uh, good game all around from Queensland. Uh, questions for you for the last to answer, no doubt. And, um, hey, can you settle something for us? We just had a little team vote downstairs. If um, Golden State lose and Curry happens to be the best player, does he still get MVP in a losing team? Just want to know. Zero what he chance he gets it. See? He will get like he he he, he he's unquestionably been the best player on the court and deserves it. He is zero chance. LeBron didn't yep. get it a few years ago when they lost to Golden State uh, and Iguodala got it. Absolutely, there's no chance Curry gets it on a losing team. All right, so uh, we're going to wrap it up now for our little preview. Who won, show who won that bet? Who won that <laughs> bet? Apparently, it's a poll. It's got to go to a poll. But um, MG says he'll get it, and we all don't think he, that he will. Off your head, MG. Glad to have a different opinion there, Top Rope. It's all right. So we're going to put <laughs> it to a poll. We've got to get. We've got to find him some mates. I'll explain it later. <laughs> all right. Speaking of speaking of the NBA Finals, um, we're tied two two at the moment. So we're going in. Uh, unbelievable job by. Uh, oh, he's not my man Curry, but anyway, he only dropped a lazy forty three points. Clearly, the difference dragged him back in. Uh, so they're two two going back to the Warriors, and they play game five uh, tomorrow our time. So uh, we will monitor that through the week. All right, fantastic. And um, what else have we got in the AFL? Some bad boys have been getting around it on the weekend, MG. I mean, I'm just saying, is Melbourne now literally, is this it? Is this it that this is their season done? Like, how can they come back from this? Like, if they lose today with everything that's been oh, happening no. off the field, like, geez. surely they're done. You don't mind. Oh, you can't shoot the flag, folks. It's just in the last fortnight. But, but the, team, the team are fighting. Like, they're no, fighting. That's all right. They've got, they got, they got problems amongst themselves. Like, no. how are they going to play? The AFL just did a few NRL impersonations uh, this week with uh, with uh, Top Rope's new favourite man, Bailey Smith. Didn't know who he was two weeks ago, but uh, now he's all over him. And uh, yeah, the Melbourne I, team. I assume got... he was out with. I assume he was out with one Nicola Sylvester when that photo was taken. <laughs> well, I think he's, he might be close closer link with your man Munster as well. I think, so. <laughs> who, who knows? But, uh, yeah, not a, not a great week for the AFL. Um, the AFL would like to sweep this week under the carpet, I'm sure, and move on. It hasn't been. Uh, a good bye week with them, with uh, Smith obviously in trouble for the Bulldogs having the week off. I think the week off top rope in AFL circles anyway with these bye weeks, I think they cause more issues with uh, players having downtime and not having the uh, having the, um, the you know the timelines yeah to keep in in check. Yeah. I think so. Um, yeah, Melbourne. It'll be interesting to see how they respond today, Nikki. But um, you know they've had a couple of losses and they've got some issues internally. But the the class factor, they'll get back on the rails and stuff. I don't think they're. Uh, seasons in any way shape or form done but uh yeah be interesting to see when we talk about friday how today's game went okay and um if we just have a quick chat about the contested golf that we've got going on at the moment um liv golf or live golf however you say it like thoughts on that have they sold out i mean i don't know uh, love it well oh, you think they should just take the money is... and run well yeah Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm one as a punter. This is going to be one more golf tournament to bet on, so this is excellent. Um, so absolutely zero complaints about that. Uh, at the end of the day, like the PGA Tour has no inherent right to prevent players from travelling across the world and playing golf where they want to. Like, like you are they, like, these aren't these aren't contracted athletes. Like they, you're contracted to the NRL. You contracted to the AFL, not that the AFL is any competition, but um, where you can you can go between kind of rugby league and rugby. It's not like that. Like these are these are subcontractors. Yeah, players like Ian Porter have been traveling the world, playing the, the two major tours forever and a day. Now, is there a bit of uh, uh, distaste around the kind of this 
money coming from the Saudis. Absolutely no doubt about that. Like, but at the end of the day, like, I, you, you can't begrudge a player. Charles Schwartz will earn $88,000 a hole uh, on, on Saturday. He hasn't won a tournament, I don't think, since he won the Masters in 2011. Been a long time between drinks for him anyway. Like, they're going to get bigger. They're going to get bigger names. And I think this, I think, I think, yeah, particularly from an Australian point of view, I think this opens up the opportunity for Australia to get more big time golf, which has been severely lacking over the last 10 or 15 years. Oh, I can see, yeah, Liv's going nowhere. Liv have the, Liv have the money to outlast the PGA Tour 100 times over. And, and they will. And where this, where this, like, no one wants to see, you know, tournaments like Riviera and, uh, and some of the kind of yeah, old-time classic colonial go by the wayside, and, and they won't. But what what this is the gives an opportunity to is for golf to be taken to the world instead of having ordinary you know, events, you know, the Sanderson Farms or these ordinary events in September and October. You know, you're going to be able to come out to Royal Melbourne and play. Uh, yeah, I can see that happening. The Australian Open being a you know, 15 million, 20 million dollar event. Yeah. You know, in three or four years' time, I can see plenty of that going on. So I think this is a big opportunity to kind of take golf to the world, and I think, uh, yeah, it's going to cause some heartache in the, the next little bit. But I think there's a big opportunity there ahead. So what you're saying is I should just keep chipping up for golf, Joss's golf lessons on a Sunday because obviously he's going to play in a, a 25 million dollar Australian Open tournament at some point. Yes, you made. Oh, will Fishy be a mummager? I'm going to keep him in. To, okay. to be fair, the field was that week at the bottom end of it last week. I'm surprised you didn't get the call up to play in the London International on Saturday. <gasps> oh, my God, that is like the best news ever. Wait till I go home and tell Cranberry. <laughs> All right. We're going uh, to get straight into the AFL Round 13 review. All right. Uh, Richmond beat Port Adelaide 77-65. to 65. Carlton beat Essendon 80-54. to 54. Fremantle beat Hawthorne 95-82. to 82. Brisbane took Harris and Kilda 78-57. to 57. GWS beat um, North Melbourne 102 to 53, and obviously the big game to come today, Collingwood and Melbourne. Yeah, not much going on this week. I was speaking to Top Row before we come on the show, and uh, you know the AFL, um, which we'll check on in just a second, mm. is all five favourites have won so far. We've only got yep. one game to come, mm. and uh, Top Rope was uh, saying that all seven have won in the NRL. So, yeah, wow, bit of a uh, wipeout for the bookies. Lucky they just yep. kept filling up on the racing on the Saturday, and the rest is insignificant. But um, yeah, the two <laughs> the two codes are twelve and zero in terms of uh, favourite to outsiders. So, so this week with a couple of games to come to later today, but yeah. Only three covers out of it, so it didn't mm-hmm. all go, I guess, to plan for for the punters. But um, yeah, no, no great surprises. Richmond Richmond got the job done in a pretty low contest against. Mm-hmm. You. you know, I will say one thing: there was only one over um, for the week. Unfortunately, it's the one I tipped to the oh. under. But anyway, the um, that just yeah. went that just went over, didn't it? Yeah, it, yeah. it, it covered. It, yeah. Nah, they got away okay. too big. They were never really in it. But um, yeah. It's just low level football again. It hasn't changed for a good probably two months now. Which uh, top rope. Uh, Keeps telling me uh, how, how bad the game's going. Um, the crowds aren't rocking up. They can say whatever they like about the TV. I think it's more in the winter that we've got limited other stuff to do with the yeah. TV ratings. I know OB keeps banging on how good the TV ratings are, but we're talking more the state of the game, why the fans aren't rocking up. And it comes down to, you know, I saw someone on a footy show, I think it might have been the Sunday football show yesterday, Tony Jones wants to spot out, he reckons the problem's ticket prices. That is so far from the truth. It's not funny. It's all about the standard of of the football, and it's the frustration of the game. And that's all it comes down to. The fans will pay if it's a good product. It's as simple as that. It's never been about prices. The food's a different story, but just going to the football, um, it all comes about the quality of the product. And for mine, 
the, the, the AFL's got a lot to answer for for this year and there's yep. so many low-level games um, and the coaches just – doesn't matter what rules they put in place, they just keep shutting down the game and make it more ugly than attractive for me. But um, besides that, um, you know, I think, you know, the teams that had to win this week or mm-hmm. were favoured to win got the job done. Yeah. I don't think there was any great surprises. No. Um, and probably the better, the best game is to come later on today, Collingwood-Melbourne. As you said, you've already put a line through Melbourne, so it means you'll be on Collingwood today. Oh, my God, i got to cheer the pies, but I will cheer them just to see Melbourne lose. Okay, if we have a quick look at the bookie wrap, as you said, five out of five faves won, three out of five covers, one of five over totals and three of five home teams. And for the season, that takes us to 70% of faves, 53% of covers, 53% of over totals and 58% of the home teams. Not really much surprise there. And if we just go to the stings as well, so like you said, uh, one win, one loss, one to come today, that was a little bit rough on the loss, but hopefully we'll be two out of three yeah, we tipped, today. Yeah, we tipped Carlton up on the day of, so um, mm-hmm. just thought with how the teams were balancing <coughs> and stuff like that, I thought Carlton were a, were a good bet on the day of. Uh, the two early tips, yeah, unfortunately, Freo Hawthorne uh, got out to a flyer of a start, so we were never really in that contest, and today we've... We've got our chips in at the best of it. I think the total's in the 150s where we thought it would yep. be. So hopefully it can be uh, continue the pattern for the week and be a low standard scoring game for us and we can get the chocolates for the week. Okay, chockies, here we come. And we are going to go to Thursday night's game because it's going to be an absolute beauty. Richmond, Carlton, MCG, 7.20 p.m. The early betting suggests head-to-head Richmond at $1.78, Carlton 205, and the line's looking to be about three and a half. No totals yet because it is Monday for Thursday and we've still got a game to come today. Yeah, um, yeah, this should be a belter. Um, yeah. Really looking forward to this one. Um, you know, the build-up obviously goes Richmond-Carlton for round one. Yep. Uh, so, you know, I think the hype will be just as just as big going into Thursday night and hopefully mm-hmm. they do get a good crowd. The weather, early weather reports seems a, there's a chance of showers, but hopefully the, uh, that improves as the week goes on. We can get a solid crowd of uh, north of 80,000, a bit like your origin crowd from yep. uh, last week. But, yeah, it's going to be um, – Listen, quick stats-wise, I just think the betting's just shifted off from uh, probably about Pickham game. Now Richmond are minus, minus three around mm-hmm. that way early market. There'll be obviously some changes coming on as the week goes on. But, uh, yeah, both uh, both teams have won five out of six, so they're in really good form. Um, Richmond have actually had six straight covers now. So oh, wow. basically around the time Scooty potted Richmond and put a line through them. Or is, got, that, is, that when, um, is that when Dustin came back, though? Uh, yeah, a bit of coinciding. Jeez, but, uh, good, isn't I think it was more the scoot moz that's uh, put Richmond into <laughs> overdrive. Um, but right. um, yeah, just remembering that they did play round one and Carlton uh, were well backed for yep. round one. I know they normally are as outsiders, but they got the victory by 25 points. Mm-hmm. Actually, an attractive game 101 to 76. So I expect some similar scoring uh, between these teams. The, the history shows the overs are 13 to 4 in the last 17 games. So there's a lot, there's a strong push to the overs in this game. Car- Why Carlton have been competitive. Um, you know, Richmond had won 11 straight before um, Carlton won round yeah. one this year. So Richmond's dominance uh, at minus three, I think I am going to lean with the Tigers. Surprise, surprise, going into uh, Thursday's game. <laughs> All right. Thanks, MG. Now we're just going to have a quick check of the AFL Premiership market and see if uh, Melbourne's off field behaviour has changed their price any. So what do you got? Melbourne three dollars, Brisbane five fifty, Frio six fifty, Geelong nine, Sydney Swans ten, Richmond thirteen, Carlton fifteen, St Kilda eighteen, and the Western Bulldogs thirty one. Have we got value in Melbourne at three dollars? No, well they no. continue to drift. I, I think a lot will, um, you know. Obviously, if they go down to Collingwood this week, mm-hmm. uh, will be three losses in a row, and then I think the, all of a sudden the pressure does mount on them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think they could, you know, if they lost 
today, I think they could get out to maybe 350, 375. Ooh. Not a lot's changed behind. Brisbane are rock solid. They've yep. been around that probably five fifty six dollars the whole way through. Biggest short has probably been Fremantle yep. and uh, and the smoky that's probably come from the clouds has been Richmond into $13. So, um, you know, you can see there Richmond at 13 and Carlton at 15, so it shows a big game for next Thursday. Oh, my God, I can't wait. And neither of them are my teams. Okay, we're just going to have a quick look at the Brown. <laughs> <laughs> at the Brownlow Medal, Lockie Neal three dollars, Brayshaw four fifty, Cripps is four fifties, and Clayton Oliver five forty. They round up the top four. Yeah, not too much change from last week, Nikki. Um, a bit of separation there with 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 the top four there. Brayshaw is obviously the one with Frio in form. It's mm -hmm. uh, it's been been going well, but it'll be interesting to see if Nat Five gets a couple of games under him. Yeah. what he uh, takes away maybe from Brayshaw yeah. going forward. So, um, yeah, I'd still be with Neil and Oliver out of those two. Okay, Neil and Oliver there for the Brownlow. And uh, we just have a quick look at the Coleman medal. Uh, Kerno, oh, 255 now. Jeremy Cameron, three. And Max King, 570. And Tom Hawkins, 675. Tom Lynch, 775. That's really it for the top five. Everyone else in double figures. Yeah, not too much report. The top two, uh, pretty clear yep. at this stage. Obviously, Cameron had the bye uh, for mm -hmm. this week, so just evened up there. But, uh, yeah, no, there's... Um, Plenty to play out there, but they're all the big forwards going head-to-head, uh, -head, so it'll be an interesting back end of the season for the uh, the Coleman. Here we go for the back end of the season where the good things begin. All right, thanks, MG. Punters, if you are serious about your AFL punting, you do need AFL stings. You can get that from $22 a week in the Little Birdie TV shop. Serious about AFL, you need AFL stings. We're going to take a quick, rope, uh, quick break, and we'll be back with Nick Toprate Tedeschi. Welcome back to First Look, proudly brought to you by topsport.com.au. Family owned and operated for over 35 years. Bet with a bookie you can trust. Bet with Topsport. Nick, how are you, buddy? I'm tired, Nicky, as you might be able to hear from the background. I'm uh, uh, certainly feeling a pinch a bit after the weekend. Um, but now we're, uh, we've got uh, seven games in the book for the NRL this weekend. So uh, uh, one more to come. Uh, the delightful um, Monday afternoon rugby league. So. Old rivalry game, the Dogs and the Eagles as well. So, uh, not expecting it to be a good game based on the based on the current form, but but we'll uh, we'll we'll try and enjoy the game nonetheless. Okay, and we're just going to have a quick look at the round fourteen results. North Queensland beat St George thirty-one to twelve. South beat the Gold Coast thirty to sixteen. The Storm beat the Roosters twenty-six to eighteen. Brisbane beat Canberra twenty-four to eighteen. Manly beat the West Tigers thirty to four. Penrith beat the Knights forty-two to six. Cronulla beat New Zealand 38-16, to 16, and obviously we do have the grud match to come today, Bulldogs and Parramatta. And now we're going to quickly have a look at the bookie wrap for Week 14. Seven out of seven faves, that is insane. Seven out of seven covers, six out of seven over totals, and two out of seven home teams. And for the season, 68% of the faves, 54% of covers, 54% of over totals, and 59% of home teams. Good week for the punters, not so great for the boogies. Yeah, it was it was a um, it was a real handy week for uh, the punters, especially those who multiplied up all the favourites. Uh, uh, in a real good spot right now. Uh, very little sweat with with any of them really. We haven't really had uh, a lot of great football. Look, unquestionably better than kind of the standard that you would see during say a Richmond Port Adelaide game on a Thursday night, but. Um, not not been not been a cracking standard of uh, uh, footy. It's been some great tries, but the games have just been it's been a fair few blowouts. It's the only uh, real close game we've seen, or a couple of close games with the Saturday night games. Um, the Storm came from behind at halftime to run down the Roosters, and they got a cover there. I uh, did well with a young debutant, Quinns, and on debut getting a couple of tries. That he was very very good. Uh, the Broncos, courageous courageous victory over the Raiders. They were uh, 
were down 18 16 at half time, came back to win 24 18, but did so on the back of injuries to Payne Haas, injuries to, you know, to Adam Reynolds looked like that guy from the Monty Python sketch with, with, with no limbs and no body left. He was, uh, he was, he, he seemed to be doing a hamstring injury, a rib injury, a foot injury. There was plenty going on for the, the great man, but, um, yeah, a few questions will be asked about the Raiders right now and their lack of composure in the end. Their props were certainly touching the ball way too much. And look, the big news out of the, the, the three blowouts on Sunday afternoon was uh, the send-off of, of West Tigers' centre Brent Naden. Uh, one of the worst spear tackles I've seen, and I think he'll be looking at a long, long stint in the sideline. Um, he he was knocked knocked pretty cold early in the game. Somehow got back onto the field, uh, passed his HIA, uh, and then did this, I think. A few questions asked, not only about you know the severity of the tackle. I haven't seen a genuine spear tackle like that in 20 years. I don't think. Like, sometimes you see people getting dangerous positions. He drove Jake Dubois into the ground there. Um, and where, but the bigger question we ask is like, how did he get back on the field? If he if he has no recollection of it, if he if he was concussed, the danger is put other people in, not just himself. Yeah, big question to be asked there. Uh, if we have a look at the GGOA results for the week, so three one two losses, and we've got one to come today. Yeah, it was uh, a good start to the weekend. We we, we got the money uh, Friday, <laughs> the late field goal by Chad Townsend to put them up by thirteen. Certainly didn't uh, didn't hurt. They got a try right at the death there, but it was a, a, a bit of a concern there for for a while. Um, South never looked in danger against the Titans. The Raiders snuck in, and those who took the late line of four and a half or five and a half have done their done their dash. But uh, the Raiders got there in the end. Uh, the West Manly total went up. Jumped 44 and a half, so uh, a lot of no tries early in the game, so very, very upsetting. I uh, lost that one. Newcastle Penrith uh, never really looked like the Penrith were just way too hot there. So uh, for those on the power line, they're on the best of it, minus 13 and a half, out to minus 17 and a half. I don't see any way this doesn't start at least 18. So uh, good number there for power backers. Uh, and, and the way Canada have been playing, I'd be surprised if they were collecting. So now if we have a quick look at Thursday night's game, this is going to be a ripper 10th versus 7th on the ladder. So Thursday night, 7.50pm, St George takes on South Sydney. St George 2.45 head-to-head, South at $1.55. The line looks to be about 4.5 at the moment. No totals yet because we are on a Monday. Top rope, this will be a good one. Yeah, haven't given this game a lot of thought uh, as of yet with the round still going on, but probably an early lean towards the Rabbitohs here. Um Dragons are looking very, very ordinary at the moment. Yeah, I know there's been some kind of odd team changes, but they were, they were torn apart by the, the Cowboys last week. The 31-12 final score and probably flattered the, uh, uh, the Dragons in the end. They were getting torn to shreds. So um, South, look, they got the job done against the Titans. They were far from slick, but just got so much class with, with some of their players that you'd think that that'll just be too much for, for, for the Dragons. I'll, I'll be laying the minus early on, that's for sure. And do we have um do we have a return date yet for Latrell? Do we know when he's going to come back? Uh, he would have been available to play this week, uh, except he has COVID. So um, he's going through the, the protocol. So he will uh, likely return State of Origin 2, but if not, he'll return uh, the next South game. I think they play in uh, round... 16, he'll play them if he's not named an origin. All right. Now we're going to have a quick look at the NRL Premiership market. Penrith, 250. The Stormer, 350. Para, 9. North Queensland, 12. Cronulla, 14. Roosters, 15. Broncos, 16. South, 26. And Manly, 34. Yeah, it's def- definitely a two-horse race. Um, at the moment, 
I just want to kind of go, I'm sick of just banging on about the storm all the time. I'd be laying parenting out the price. But um, I think worth worthwhile kind of mentioning the Cowboys here. They're, they started the year at you know, 100 to 1. They're in, they're, you know, I, I loaded up on them for the wooden spoon. Could not have been more wrong on them uh, on, on that front there. But what, what Tom Payton's done there is really kind of get the team rock hard fit and just playing with like an energy that, that few other teams in the club are playing with. It just kind of allows them to to blow teams away quickly in patches. So they've got the defence right, which is the number one guide for premiership. For, for Would it be taking the $12? No, but I, I think, yeah, of the teams kind of on the up, they are certainly the one to watch. Okay, thanks, Top Rope. Punters, if you are serious about your NRL, you need GGOA. You can get that from $22 a week in the Little Birdie Live TV shop. Serious about NRL, you need GGOA. That's the greatest game of all time. Charity time, Nikki. Yes. Your favourite time of the week. Um, okay, we'll just put up the results from uh, our week 14. We actually, it's a rare week for us. We've gone three and oh, so the crew's uh, quite happy there, as you can tell, Nikki, in the background. Uh, so we, we actually got all three results, but there were some uh, there were some close finishes. There was only a goal difference really in the Port game. Yep. Uh, they uh, got inside the Richmond one there. Carlton just covered. I think yep. it was 26 points the final yep. margin there, so that covered and – as you said, Top Row finally got on the board after a bit of a spell there for by half a point. So <laughs> he's back up and about and got his head in this competition. So three out of three there for us. This week, uh, our selections will throw to Nikki first. Are we staying with AFL or are we switching back to NRL for week 15 prediction? I'm going for NRL uh, this week and um, <laughs> against Top Rope's better judgment. I'm taking the Broncos plus 17 and a half. Against the Storm. Against the Storm. Right, you are a brave soldier, seriously. <laughs> you know Melbourne Storm are too good. Uh, all right, so for Sids and Kids, for Nikki, she's going Broncos plus 17.5 at the line. Top Rope, you're back in the game for Wayside Chapel. What Have you got your early prediction for week 15? Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to double down on Sharks again this week. I said double down. I'm not sure I said double down. We've been back on last week. But uh, I'm going to uh, back the Sharks this week to, uh, to roll the Titans minus 13.5 at Coffs Harbour. Okay, minus 13 and a half there for Cronella. And I'm going to stick with the strength at the moment. I think I've tipped it a few times in the last month or so. I'm going to go with the <laughs> early game here, Richmond against Carlton. Richmond minus three and a half. They've already moved off about one and a half to three and a half. I think it can only go one way in this game. And the Tigers will get the job done on Thursday night. Nikki. Um, thanks, MG. Thanks, MG and Top Rope. That is a wrap for today's episode of First Look. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, download our podcast everywhere you get your podcasts from, follow us on socials, Twitter and Insta. Remember, all your footy betting action is at topsport.com.au. OB will be back with the boys on Friday and I'll be back on Monday. Have a great week. Bye.